Hello, and welcome to the Lucky Stars podcast. I'm Jesse, the founder of First Rodeo Creative and more relevant in this moment, the host of this show. This is the first episode. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know why. Um, I'm literally just sitting in my room. To be honest, I'm sitting in my bed, surrounded by my audience of two, my two dogs. And I don't know, I think I'm just nervous because anybody's nervous the first time they do anything. Um, And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But before we do that, I wanted to give you a little intro to the show. So Lucky Stars is a podcast dedicated to navigating life's twists and turns and ups and downs and mastering the art of making your own luck. I've experienced a lot of good stuff in my life in the face of, to be honest, a lot of shit. (laughs) And I think that that's come from my ability to create the good and to make my own luck. And I want other people to know that they can do that too. So in each episode, we'll dive into different topics that are on every 20-something's mind, like tackling career changes, navigating friendships, embracing just general change, and just grabbing the bull by the horns and making your own luck. So if that is your vibe, please keep listening. You're probably wondering, like, why would I start a podcast? Who am I to start a podcast? And honestly, Mary, girl, I'm wondering the same thing. But, but I'm doing it. I'm feeling the fear and I'm doing it anyways, and we'll talk about that more in a second, but I love to talk, okay, both to myself and to other people, so I think podcasting just seemed like a natural next step. I am so incredibly tired of social media right now. I just don't care. (laughs) I log on to my personal account probably once a week. I log on to the first radio account every day because it is my job. And if I don't show up there, I don't really find work, mostly because most of the clients that I work with they either come to me through referrals or through finding me on social media, which is, I'm so incredibly grateful for. But because of its necessity in my work, I've become even more sick of social media. Like Because I have to be on it, I hate it even more, if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, and the third reason that I'm starting a podcast is because I am a podcast girl. I listen to podcasts 24 seven. Honestly, at this point in my life, I probably listen to pods more than I listen to music. Um, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I should probably listen to music a little bit more, but yeah, that's just where we're at. So before we get into it, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. I just know that podcasters call it housekeeping. I don't really know why it's called that considering we're like not cleaning and like, There's no house being kept here. But anyways, (laughs) first things first, I am going to swear. Um, This podcast will probably be PG-13, potentially rated R, depending on your thoughts surrounding the word cunt. (laughs) As for me in my house, I love the word cunt and describing things as cunty, and we'll be doing so throughout the show. So if you don't like swearing or you have some little ones, mayhaps put some headphones in or just, you know, find another podcast to listen to. I don't know what to tell you. In these first few episodes, you will have to pardon my voice. Um, My body decided that the week I wanted to start recording the podcast would be the perfect time for me to get sick, which is so cute and so silly and funny. And honestly, like, of course, like, of course that would happen to me. Um, But it's okay. It's fine. My voice is giving a little bit, um, como se dice, snuffleupagus, and I'm so sorry. It will probably be like that in the first three-ish episodes, depending on how many I record in advance. So again, so sorry. Um, But yeah, and all of that being said, I think we should just kind of get right into it. Like I said, this is the first episode, so we don't really have a concrete structure. I don't really have a specific vibe, vision for the structure of this podcast. 
we'll figure it out as we go, as I do with everything, okay? We're going to be talking about feeling the fear and doing it anyways. Come on, Pinterest quotes, okay? I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. It's one of my favorite little sayings, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, because I feel like I'm, I've kind of mastered the art of that. I've gotten pretty good at that. That being said, this is the third time I'm recording this episode. The third time, yeah. Um, and why is that? Well, <laughs> I'm so happy you asked. Let me tell you. I was so scared of what people would think, scared that the podcast would flop, scared that I'll post it and I'll hate it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would get five minutes into recording and then I just kind of started spiraling about like, oh my God, what are people that I went to college going to think? Um, And I don't, I don't know. I just, I kept like stumbling, like hitting these roadblocks of fear and then realizing that the fear wasn't really valid and starting over and then just repeated the cycle. And now here we are on the third iteration of this podcast. And my God, I will not be hitting the stop button on this recording. We are going to fucking finish this thing. Okay. (laughs) Because we're going to acknowledge that we're scared and we're going to fucking do it anyways. Okay. Um, But no, I had two realizations when I was kind of in the midst of my second little spiral. The first one being, how hard can it be? Men do it. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Joe Rogan and Andrew Huberman and all of the other boring men with a lot fewer interesting things to say than I do, doing it with far less conviction, you know? So podcasting really can't be as hard as I was making it seem in those first two trials of this podcast. Like, it really can't be that difficult if these boring-ass, bland, chicken-nugget-looking white men do it every week to millions of people. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and then two, I'm not scared of what other people think of me in any other facet of my life. I've gotten to a place where I'm truly comfortable in who I am and what I'm doing, and I'm just, I'm not afraid of other people's perception of it. So this podcast should be no different. And I want to go back for a second and just be very clear about my wording there. Like, notice how I said I'm not afraid of what other people think, not that I don't care what other people think. Because, girl, Mary, I care. (laughs) I care so much of what other people think of me. And that's something I'll continue to work on. I've gotten to a point where even though I do take other people's perceptions of me into account, specifically the people whose opinions I value and the opinions of people who truly care about me, I don't let the possibility of that perception being negative stop me from doing whatever it is that I want to do. And that's taken a long time. It's taken a long time for me to get to that place. And that's what I want to talk about today is how you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you are an entrepreneur and you found me through First Rodeo or you're just a girly pop and you follow me because you think I'm funny. Oh my God, thanks. Love you. Like wherever you are in your life, you are probably going to feel fear at some point. And we all deserve to be in a place where we feel the fear and we do it fucking anyways, period. Okay. So we're going to talk about how I was able to get to that point in my life and finally today with this podcast. So let's get into it. The first step to lessening the fear you have around doing new things, trying new things, whatever feels scary to you, is to acknowledge the fear, right? Like if you don't own it, it owns you. And I know, again, like, come on, Pinterest quote, like another one. (laughs) But 
it's so true. Like the second you acknowledge that you are scared and own the fact that like, hey, I'm really not feeling great about this and I need to just take a fucking second and be scared. The action becomes a little less scary and feels way more doable. <clears throat> the example I have in this case uh, comes from when I worked at Orange Theory as a coach. When I was first starting out, the way that it worked, or at least the way that my onboarding worked as a coach, is I did a bunch of trial classes with just co other coaches, and then coaches and front desk staff, and then staff and a few like members who are really close-knit with the community. And I think the first, like, I guess, quote unquote, full test class I did had like 12 people, which is so laughable because I ended up teaching classes with like up to 36 people with no issues. But as a first timer, everything feels really scary. And I had my first test class with all of the coaches, all of the staff, and then like 10 real people. And it was the addition of the real people who didn't work there that made it so fucking scary. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like these are people who pay to take these classes and they're going to be paying me to take my class. And like, I can't, I can't, I can't believe that I'm actually doing this. Like, this is so scary. And the way that Orange Theory works is that they're, the class is structured. So there's like, you have to deliver everything in a certain order at a certain timestamp to make sure everything gets done in the 60 minute mark. And in the first five minutes, you do this intro and you kind of, you kind of personalize it and you kind of chit chat with the people in the class. And I was so fucking scared. I literally couldn't speak. <laughs> like Everybody's like waiting at the door for me to let them into the studio to start the class. And I'm like, huh? like I literally like the girl who could not shut the fuck up ever is having, having trouble even opening her mouth. And I was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what, what am I doing? Like in my head, I was, my, the words were going a mile a minute because I was so fucking scared. But externally, I just, I wasn't even saying anything because I was so scared. And the, the gag is, is I was so prepared, over-prepared even for this little practice class. Like I had stayed up and like highlighted the different parts of the class template. And I had highlighted like a little script for myself and I, I was ready but once you add in the factor of the audience and the people, and then it gets so scary. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, we ball. <laughs> I was kidding. But I turn my mic on and I'm like, you know, I deliver like the little scripted part of the intro. And then there's like a little gap where you can kind of push your personality a little bit so people kind of know who they're working with. And I was like, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I'm kind of, I'm really scared right now. Like, I'm really scared. <laughs> and I really, this is the first time I've done this in front of real people who don't work here. And it's really scary. And if I mess up, I think I would appreciate it if we all just laughed along and we talk about it after the class. But I just wanted to get it out in the open that I am afraid. So my voice probably sounds really squeaky because it does that when I'm scared. And I'm probably going to stumble over my words because like I said, I'm new here. I don't really know what I'm doing. This is my first time. Whatever. I did like this, you know, a little a bit, if you will, where I made the fact that I was scared just known to everyone. Like, stop fucking playing, you know? Like, we're not we're not faking it here. I'm fucking, I'm shitting my pants. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, I think I would feel a lot better if everybody in this room knew that. And as soon as I got it off my chest, I vividly remember still to this day, like, the people who were taking this test class of mine afterwards, they were like, I love that you just acknowledged that you were nervous. Like, we couldn't tell that you were nervous. Like, if that's something that you were concerned about, like we couldn't tell, but I think it really added to, you know, the personal component that you told us. And it felt like we had like a stronger connection with you and they just really appreciated it. And then on my side, like I just felt so much better 
getting it out in the open. Like it feels like like an inside out, the little emotions, you know, I think fear is one of them. I think I think that's like the little purple guy. <laughs> um, but I just felt like I had like picked him up and just like threw him out in the open and I no longer had to deal with it on my own. And I think that that's such an important part of, again, feeling the fear and doing it anyways comes from acknowledging the fear in the first place. Like stop pretending, stop fronting that you're not doing something for the first time is really scary. And when you acknowledge that it's really scary, like it becomes a little, a little less and a little more doable. Like because that little purple man of fear was like out in the open, I kind of felt like I could like, okay, like I can breathe. Like I acknowledge that I'm scared and everybody laughed and thought it was funny. And it's not that fucking serious. Like I said, the first step to lessening the fear around new things is to just acknowledge the fear because if you don't own it, it owns you. Now, the second piece of advice I have around this is to celebrate being new rather than being scared of looking like a beginner. Being a beginner kind of slays, okay? It slays boots. This is how I like to think about it, okay? I would rather suck for a little while at something that I'm brand new at, deal with a learning curve, and then come out on the other side with the confidence of having done something for the first time that, like, feeling of being accomplished, like you're on top of the world, then be extremely boring and comfortable doing the same thing for the rest of my life. Case in point, starting my business, First Rodeo Creative. So I graduated college with an English degree. (laughs) And then my first real job was, like I said, uh, I was a fitness coach. And then I pivoted from being a group coach to being a personal trainer. But by and large, like I worked in fitness, right? So that's all I have, quote unquote, real world experience doing. So I didn't know. I knew that I loved to write and I knew that I loved social media and I knew that I used social media as a tool to grow my personal training business and the gyms that I worked at. But in terms of like the business side of social media and brand and copywriting and all of those things, I had no fucking clue (laughs) what I was doing when I started this business. But I realized that I would much rather be scared and learn on my feet and figure it all out as I went when I started First Rodeo. I would much rather have done that then stayed comfortable and bored working in fitness. I know that that's kind of like a big example, right? Like leaving a career to start your own career and that sort of thing. But the principle applies no matter what. Like I would much rather be new and not know anything and learn on my feet at whatever that new thing is than stay bored and comfortable doing the same thing again and again and again and not knowing what it feels like to be new at something and celebrating trying something new. Like when I started First Rodeo, again, no fucking clue what I was doing, but I was so proud of myself. I was like, yes, bitch. Like you did that. You got that EIN. You started that LLC. Like don't know what the fuck that means, but like, hello, I'm so happy that I'm doing these new and exciting things so much happier doing them than I would be if I just stayed doing whatever the fuck else I was comfortable doing. So the third and final thing that I do that helps me lessen the fear around doing new things 
is to ask myself what the highest, best version of myself would do in that scenario. What would the smartest, funniest, most confident (laughs) version of myself do if she was in my shoes right now? Okay, then I'll do that. This is kind of along the lines of faking it till you make it, but a bit more, I guess, aligned and intentional. Um, Embodying the person that you want to be when doing something, especially when doing something you're a little afraid of, will make that thing a little less nerve-wracking. So a perfect example is starting this podcast. I've wanted to start a podcast for a really long time. I love listening to podcasts. I'm an avid consumer. Like I remember when the Skinny Confidential started the Him and Her podcast like a bajillion years ago. And I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? Like that is so cool. (laughs) And like I learn so much about my business and what I do in it and on it from podcasts. Anyways, I always wanted to, but I just never have. So the way that this podcast kind of came to be, again, like I've always wanted to do it, but I never created an action plan for myself. It was just kind of one of those things like, oh, that's cool. Like I would love to do that someday, but someday just like never really came around until it did, until I was like, you know what? The highest version of myself, like she's cool as fuck and she she has a podcast. So why the fuck don't I have a podcast? And here we are, bitch. (laughs) So basically what had happened was, is I kind of prepped for this podcast in reverse because I had a photo shoot planned. It was going to be like a couple's photo shoot with Connor, um, my husband and I were going to get pictures done because the last time we got pictures done was literally when we got engaged. Um, COVID wedding check. But anyways, um, he's deployed right now and surprise, he got extended. So he couldn't make it to the date that I had scheduled with our photographer for a couple shoot. And I was like, you know what? Like, I could cry and dwell on the fact that I paid for this photo shoot and now we're not going to use it. Or I could pivot and you know what I could do? I could use this photo shoot for my business. And I thought about, you know, maybe using it for a second round of brand photos, but I kind of just recently got brand photos done, so I didn't need them. And I was like, Jesse, it's fucking time, bitch. <laughs> like, the highest version of yourself, the most successful version of yourself in your business, the most creatively fulfilled version of yourself has a podcast and she uses creative, she uses the podcast as a creative outlet. She uses it to grow her business and she would use this photo shoot to take that fucking cover art. So you know what I did? I texted my friend Katie, Katie, if you're listening to this, shout out. I said, can you help me with the creative direction for a cover photo for my podcast? I'm going to launch it in February. I have a photo shoot booked for mid-Jan, and I'm going to launch the podcast in mid-Feb. And she did. Sent her my Pinterest board, and then she made me a cutie little PowerPoint of all the ideas for different cover art. And with that, we created the cover art that you see right now. Um, And I think that a scared version of myself most certainly would not have done that. I would have been like, oh, like I don't... I don't know how to start a podcast. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have a microphone. I don't have a, I like, I'm not on a podcast network. I don't even have enough followers for people to listen. Who cares? First of all, that's really the moral of this episode is who fucking cares? (laughs) Second of all, what would the highest version of myself do if she was here right now? And she did exactly that. She would have, she would have a podcast. So that's what I did because there's no reason for me to not be operating at the as the highest version of myself, right? Like I know who she is. I know what she looks like. I know what she's doing. So why am I not doing that? And acknowledging that and envisioning that helps dispel so much of the fear because it's like, 
you can see a version of yourself doing the thing that you're scared of. And then suddenly you're like a little less scared. And all of this is to say like you're never going to be 100% confident, not scared when it comes to doing something that you care about. If you care about it, you're probably going to be a little bit afraid. And that's good. Like that's really good. Period, bitch. Let's celebrate that. (laughs) But those are the things, those three things, you know, acknowledging the fear, celebrating being new and envisioning the highest version of yourself doing that thing. I think those three things have really helped me embody that Pinterest quote, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways. So if you're listening to this and you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, which is Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day, girls. <laughs> and you are in a position where maybe you're starting a new job or you are about to sign a new really big client or it's Valentine's Day tomorrow and you're going on a date with like a new-ish relationship. That shit's scary. Couldn't be me. That's the one thing about being in a committed relationship is you don't have to deal with like the fear of dating anymore. Oh my God. Shout out to (laughs) y'all. But anyways, if you're doing something new or will be doing something new around the time that you're listening to this episode, this is your sign to feel the fear and do it fucking anyway. Okay? (laughs) Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, share it to your story and tag me at First Rodeo Creative. Um, And let me know what you guys want me to talk about next. I'm totally down to talk about literally anything. Like I said, I love talking about all the things that 20-somethings face. But obviously, as a business owner, I'm totally down to talk about entrepreneurship. As a creative business owner, I'm totally down to talk about all things creative and brand and copywriting and whatever the fuck else you want to hear me gab about. So yeah, just let me know. Okay? Love you. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.